Okay, episode 31, got a good one for you today. Gwen Burlingame with Beckin Ice Cream. Scott Brill with PRS in Vivo. We'll be getting to that at the end of the show. Gwen, let's talk about one of our favorite foods, our favorite indulgence, ice cream. Tell us about the story. <laughs> who, did you, who did you start it with? Uh, when did you start it and what did that look like? Yeah, so I started Beckin with uh, one of my best friends from college, Katie. Um, and me and Katie both came from families where like ice cream was an everyday thing. This wasn't like a special treat thing. It was like a daily occurrence. Um, and she became lactose intolerant a little before we actually met in college. And um, she was studying nursing at the time. And it just sent her down this like path of trying to figure out uh, how she could have ice cream, which was her favorite food, but still like not get sick. And so, I mean, we, we went off after graduating separate career paths. I kind of went into marketing. She went into nursing. Um, but then she started making ice cream for herself at home and kind of came to me with the idea because I, she knows how much I love food <laughs> and, um, and kind of knew that I would support her in this, this fight. So um yeah we started the company just as like a a farmer's market brand back in 2015 so yeah been at it for, for that long <laughs> 2015 you guys are in in your own kitchen or one of your kitchens playing with this what what did the first makeup look like what were the ingredients and how were you uh, uh finalizing the product was it in a tub what did it look like yeah so katie literally made it in like her cuisinart little like ice cream maker and I remember she like had it in like Tupperware to like ha to have me try it for the first time um and you know what kind of makes our ice cream different is it's lactose free but it's still made from all the same ingredients as regular ice cream so everything you think of like milk cream sugar egg yolks because it's French custard style but we use an enzyme called lactase to remove the lactose so she'd been like experimenting with all of that Eventually, we moved to like a commercial kitchen and started making it ourselves. Thank God we don't do that anymore. That was not my forte. <laughs> it was really now, now walk us through that. Someone like myself who, who, who has a, a tough time with dairy. I've mm -hmm. got one of those uh, Jewish stomachs. I don't know. I don't even know if that's really a something, but I've always said that. Um, genetics. Okay, so dairy's tough on me. Um, I can eat small amounts, um, yeah. but how do you, you use an enzyme, but you still use milk? Is yeah. there some science behind that? What, what is that? There is, and I've, I've learned this over, over the years doing this, so I hope I, I do Katie proud talking about this. Um, you can see I'm the marketing side, she's the sciencey side. But um, so basically, if you're lactose intolerant, it means that you are deficient in the enzyme lactase. And the enzyme lactase allows you to break down lactose. Um, and lactose is a double sugar, so a disaccharide. Um, and our bodies can't process disaccharides. So um, it, the enzyme basically breaks the molecular bond and turns it into glucose and galactose, which are monosaccharides, and that our bodies can can digest. And so um, that's basically how we do it. We add in that enzyme and it breaks down the lactose and makes it 
um, easier to digest. Totally didn't get any of that, um, but that's okay. You know, that there's a lot of things that fly right over this hat of mine, and that's just par for the course with me. Um, but now let's move into, you guys are, I'm going to fast forward from the farmer's market, but what were you selling them in a pint? Was it $5? Who was the customer? What were they saying? What did it look like? Yeah, so we were selling it in scoops, actually. So um, scoops and cones. And I think we sold hand-packed pints for like 10 bucks. Um, And so we did that for like two summers. Um, Got a kind of pretty nice following of people that would come all the time, especially if they had this issue. And so 25% of Americans are lactose intolerant to some degree. So I guess you would fall maybe in there, possibly. Um, and so tons of people would give us like amazing feedback that like someone in their family was lactose intolerant. They couldn't all have the same thing. And so they were so excited by our brand because it tastes just like regular ice cream because it is. Um, but it had this ability for everyone to be able to enjoy it together. Um, and so we kind of started to build a little customer contingent at the farmer's market and eventually moved um, over into, into retail stores in Boston. Beckon ice cream. What is Beckon? Where did that come from? Yeah, Beckon is um, your call back to real ice cream. We're like welcoming everyone back to, to the real deal because so many people kind of leave the category or like there's nothing there for me. It makes me too sick. I don't have a good experience. So they'll, they'll kind of leave. So we're saying, come on back. Ice cream's the best thing ever. So we want everyone to enjoy. I now get it. And I like it a lot. Now, let's move it forward to where you are actually selling uh, into a store. Maybe you've started direct to consumer, which is probably tough. We can talk about that in a minute. Um, What year was that? What did that that transition into finalizing a product and getting it shelf ready? Yeah, so we... um... We did the farmer's market for like two years, two summers, while we had our other full-time jobs. I actually lived in New York, so I would like come up on the weekends. We would make ice cream all weekend and go to the farmer's market, and then I'd go home. Um, And so finally, in like end of 2016, I moved up to Boston, like quit my job, and we started um, producing kind of more heavily out of this commercial kitchen, but we're still making everything ourselves out of like a three-quart fast freezer. Um, but we started doing kind of all the things you needed to do to get into retail. Like we had real packaging and, you know, UPC codes and all of that type of stuff. But we were doing all of the deliveries ourselves, which in Frozen can be very, very challenging. Um, we were actually just telling this story the other day. We have this memory of like doing one of our first Whole Foods deliveries to one of the local Whole Foods in Boston. And we were like, we had a freezer in the back of the truck that was like, plugged into an inverter and we're like taking cases of ice cream off the back and this uh, van full of senior citizens from a nearby um, senior home stopped and we're like, ladies, we have a van here of senior citizens who can help you. You look in distress. (laughs) And we're like, oh no, we're just delivering. We just got a lot going on. But it's like one of those things. We basically were doing everything ourselves um, not the kind of like professional way, but finally got, you know, up to, up to par. And, um, 
in 2017. We were pretty much in all of the Whole Foods around um, New England and a few other more kind of like smaller regional stores. And so that was kind of like our first full year as like a real company. <laughs> Got it. So if you um, if you're being told by a group of senior citizens from the local uh, local home in your neighborhood that you need some help, you're going to need to step the game up a little bit. Yeah. Um, as she's noting, uh, let's move it and now another year forward. Um, we've both uh, been introduced by John Leahy. Yeah. Shout out John Leahy former kind executive i always shout out kind i mean daniel and kind and that whole thing is like my amazing they're that's who i strive for us to be like i always say we want to be the salty snacks of kind um just for all the right reasons but anyway uh john Leahy connected us which is very cool um he's an advisor for both of us which is amazing um let's talk let's say 2019 Yep. What does the business look like at the beginning of 2019? Is it just you and Katie still? And what is the sales strategy, distribution strategy look like? Yeah, so um, in 2018, we had, we were again, just in the New England region. And we had hired um, Samantha, who was our first hire. She, um, she's the best. She's kind of like a retail marketing and sales hybrid. And she does a lot, wears a lot of hats. And so it was the three of us. Um, and in the middle of 2018, we had actually done kind of a rebrand on our packaging. So it's kind of like more what it looks like today. Um, launched that on shelf. We're starting to put, you know, more investment behind like being in store, demoing, like doing all the things that a real company does. And we, um, we got authorization from Whole Foods actually to go national. So from one region to all, which is kind of unique. Um, I think that they really saw a, that we were filling a gap in their portfolio and saw real potential for the brand. So going into 2019, it was a really big year for us because we were in May of that year, um, basically opening up a ton of UNFI distribution centers um, and going into all of the regions of Whole Foods. So that was like our primary focus. But with that, now we have all these distribution centers open. So we're also, you know, going into a number of regional um, natural food stores um, and kind of trying to fill out a lot of those regional territories that we didn't have before because we were just in New England. Um, so we have a bunch of really amazing partners that we've brought on. We're a really lean team. Even now, we're just four. Um, but we have a bunch of external partners that are great. So we had started working, obviously, with UNFI. Um, and we started working with um, FDM Sales, who are kind of our regional sales managers. Um, started working with a broker for the first time. And so, you know, Katie and I were still doing a lot of the um, in-house sales stuff, Katie especially and Sam. Um, but it was that that's kind of where we were it was a really big year we had to do a lot more um production to ramp up for that um and a lot more in terms of marketing planning because we were all of a sudden talking to so, such a like broad area so if you don't mind let's talk about capital i often talk about how expensive this business is um and if you are going to be going into a, a 
a, a chain like Whole Foods, right? Especially national, you need money. Um, a lot of people may not understand this too. There is a cost to doing business with a partner like that. Um, had you raised money prior to that point since 2015? Uh, is it north of a million dollars? Um, we have. So we, um, we raised two rounds of convertible notes. Um, we really didn't start the business as it is today and like acting like that till around 2017. So that's kind of when we um, started raising our first note, um, which we closed in 2018. Um, and then that was really like friends of friends, um, some people from our alumni network at the college we went to. And um, Katie and I really tried to seek out, you know, people that we could also use as advisors and mentors and things, but no one in the food industry really. Um, but we have some amazing investors from that round. And then for the second round, we um, we had some investment, uh, some investors from the first round uh, join the second as well. And then we also had it led by an angel group. So got a little bit um, more into that realm with the second note. Got it. Okay, cool. Give, it gives us some framework as far as capital raising uh, in the space. Uh, do you expect to have to do that again? Oh, doing it right now. Doing raising it right first, now. Doing it right first, now. Yeah, raising our first equity round, which is exciting. Um, like our, it's our seed round. Um, but yeah, it feels like it's kind of, you know, you're always having to look ahead and um, we know that there's different milestones that we want to hit. So, you know, for our first round, it was really all about getting into like more professionalized production, working with our contract manufacturer. Um, the second, it was really expanding through new distribution and broader. Um, now, you know, we're ready to add people to our team and um, bump up awareness marketing a little bit more. So yeah, always, always kind of a new goal that you have to finance. <laughs> yes, if you don't get a large round of financing, that's going to give you the runway. Um, you know those big headlines with the big with the big number. Uh, if you're yeah, not man. raising, uh, you should be. Uh, when you are, uh, we could talk about that so many times. Um, it's an expensive business. I, I don't like to continue to say it. It just is. There's. There's so much that you may not have thought about prior to getting into the business. There are things you are, you learn while you're in the business and there are, there are just things that you have to do to, to grow. Um, again, there's the flip side. You can do the small regional brick by brick business. Um, I think that that's cool too. It's just which, which route are you going to go? Um, let's, talk about the next 12 months. Um, I would figure even uh, during COVID, ice cream is something that the consumer wants. Um, ice cream is something that's in the freezer uh, at home. Um, could you describe what your business uh, is going to look like uh, and what you're striving for over the next 12 months? Yeah, so um, yeah, ice cream definitely is a very like emotional food. So it's there for the good times, the bad, and that's, that's definitely a benefit. We want to be there for people when they need us. So um, one of the things that we did during um, COVID is really 
tried to partner um, well with our fulfillment partner and make sure we could still do our e-com sales. E-com is typically a very, very small portion of our business, but we love being there for people wherever they are in the country. So they, if they're not close to a store that carries us, they can still get back in. Um, and we saw a huge bump in e-com sales, which was exciting. So it meant that when people couldn't go into their local grocery store and find it, they still wanted ice cream and wanted to find specifically Beckon ice cream in their freezer. So, um, you know, that's something we've been looking a lot at. Um, I think it, it's still, because it's, it's expensive to ship ice cream frozen, um, it won't be a huge part of our strategy. But for us, we found it as a really great strategy to engage our in existing customer base um, and recruit new customers who maybe we didn't previously have a direct line of communication to. Um, and so that's something we're going to be investing a little bit more on the digital side, um, having more of that one-to-one -one conversation with our customers. So that's certainly something that we're going to be looking at. Um, we are looking to expand distribution over the next 12 months and expand our team, which is really exciting. Um, I think we're going to be experimenting a little bit more on the marketing side in different areas. And, you know, to date, we, we, have done a lot of demoing in store. We have a lot of, we spend a lot of our marketing dollars at, at, in store. Um, but you know, some of that isn't happening in certain stores. Obviously COVID had an impact on that. So it's been exciting and we've gotten to kind of flip some of that budget into some of, um, some of our digital channels or like our online delivery services and stuff like that. So experimenting in new areas. Um, and so we're really excited about that to kind of see where that'll go. Cause we've been, um, we know what works in terms of in-store and now we get to kind of figure out what works a little bit out of store, or, you know, on the delivery side of things. Very cool. Beckon ice cream, shout out to Gwen, shout out to Katie, couldn't be on the show, her partner. Yeah, and, shout so out, and shout out to uh, mutual advisor, John Leahy, the man, man. Uh, legend. Um, we are going to move over to Scott Brill, giving us the 411. Do people say that anymore? God, I just said, well, I'm old. This is just getting this out of hand here. Um, behavioral insights, I think, uh, is what PRS in Vivo does. Give it to us, Scott. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Uh, Gwen, love that, love that story. Um, a couple things I could even touch on, uh, and love the name now that you explained it. Um, I thought it was a Me too. city in Massachusetts or something. Um, so Pierce and Vivo, um, we're a strategy and insights consultancy. Um, we're focused on understanding, predicting, and really influencing consumer behavior. A lot of the things that you guys are either are or should be kind of concerned with or focused on, certainly as you kind of look to scale and, and move your organizations forward. Um, traditionally, we work with, you know, multinationals, um, you know, and, and we are a global, global agency. But more recently, we've been working with startups, emerging brands, bringing all of that learning and insight that we've collected over the years to help guys uh, move forward. Um, you know, it, it's, it's difficult. It's hard. Most new products still fail. You know, we've got all this learning, but, you know, to stay on shelf or to stay top of mind, you know, really is a challenge. You know, there's just a lot of stuff that you guys are competing with. And through all the learning, the insights, the consultancy that we can provide, 
um, you know, just kind of know those ins and outs and can uh, kind of help you guys move forward. Um, you know, if I think of some of the other episodes that you've had, Mark, you know, people talk about packaging, they talk about point of sale, and it's always kind of the second thing. Even Gwen, you mentioned, you know, we went and redesigned, we rebranded the packaging. You know, imagine if you had that insight at the start and actually went to retail with that strong, you know, kind of consumer focused, you know, what they're going to experience, you know, first, you know, you'd be that much further ahead in the game. So again, what we can do is kind of help bring that to the forefront and, and really part of the, the brand story. Um, you know, I kind of always say with, with startups, um, you know, the product is your baby. Um, and that's how it should be. You know, that makes perfect sense. You know, it's, it's all about the ice cream. It's all about the, you know, the lactose and the problem that you're, you're solving. From a consumer perspective, you know, they're seeing the packaging first. They're seeing the point of sale. They're seeing the reviews online. And that's their first really introduction to, to who you are. Um, and then it becomes the product. The product's going to help you with that repeat. It's going to help you with the, you know, the word of mouth. You know, not many people go around saying, oh, man, look at this pretty packaging or this pretty POSM. Uh, it's going to be the, 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 the product and the story. But you got to get over that first hurdle. And that's really where we can kind of help out. You know, we have an amazing team um, of researchers, of consultants, uh, innovation, um, that's really just pushing us forward to help you guys, you know, really as much as possible. Um, you know, something that's just a, an effective tool to understanding your consumer base, essentially. Um, you know, we love what we do. We love helping you guys. Uh, and I think that's just what makes it, you know, just a, a successful and kind of fruitful partnership that we have with the startups and emerging, emerging companies. So um, a lot of different tools in the toolkit. A lot of things that are changing just because of the industry and, and how people are shopping. Um, so there's a lot of different areas that we can help in. But again, really focused on really the shopper experience and really how you guys can improve that to ultimately grow and scale your business. Consumer insight. I wish we all knew what it was. <laughs> I wish we all knew before the 18 rebrands. Yep. And thousands of dollars, exactly. and ideas and concepts. Everybody's got an opinion. And uh, but uh, yes, all right, Scott Brill, PRS and Vivo, Gwen Burlingame, Beckon Ice Cream, and Katie. What up? Uh, <laughs> your info is going to be somewhere around here. Scotty throws it up for us. Uh, I hope nothing but success for you guys. Be well. Be healthy. Get some exercise. Eat well. Give some love out there, hug some people, kiss some people, do do right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Thanks, Thank Mark. Peace. Take care. Bye.